0: Hey, hey, hey! You know what time it is. It's Apple People Our Time. It is I, your host, Mireille.
1: Hi, it's Daniel, aka D-Boss. Mireille, how are you doing today?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm never gonna get used to your D-Boss.
1: <laughs> that's my surname.
0: Seriously, that's not your surname. That's not on your birth certificate, so...
1: Let's go with that.
0: Okay, whatever.
1: Mira how was your week?
0: It was good. It was good. Um... The weekend flew by so fast, but uh, I'm looking forward to this week being over and for the weekend coming up. This weekend is uh, Labor Day weekend, right?
1: Yeah, next weekend, the weekend coming up. By the way, I've been looking at Twitter recently, and have you been seeing this crazy thing happening called the crate challenge?
0: Oh, yeah, the milk crate challenge. Yeah. yeah. I- I'd rather not know much about it, but I was looking at um, a post from a friend, and apparently, people have been like dying, and then um, TikTok actually banned the hashtag. Oh, really? So <laughs> it just it just puzzles me. Like we have COVID nineteen to worry about, and we're doing a milk crate challenge, people. Now, so for those of you who don't understand what this milk crate challenge is, basically, people stacking mill crates into a pyramid shape and then climbing on top of them climbing up one side and then descending down on the other side and if you make it through then you win the challenge if you don't make it through i suppose you die but why i don't why did it do you know why this challenge started in the first place like who who made this thing up?
1: i'm telling you i have no idea but what is really interesting too is um, i had a friend who asked me a simple question she said where did they find all these crates from because in your everyday life, do you see crates hanging around and things like that with poke and just no. pile up? Yeah, but you never yeah, see them and around here. Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I would milk crates. Now, what the, which kind of milk are they putting? Is this the glass bottle? Exactly. Glass, the glass bottle milks that they they used to carry back in the olden days here in and in like you know and put in front of people's doors. Because it's so when, crazy. when I think when I see milk crates, I only think about drink. You know, in Cameroon, especially yes. those crates that they put drinks. That's the only equivalent I can think of where you put um, glass bottle drinks inside, and then you can stack them up the same way. But exactly. it is interesting where, yeah. Where do those crates come from? And, and we don't even is, have those.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you said, yeah, back home, is back home is way popular, but yeah, we don't have this, which hmm. is really interesting. And like you said, you no, know, the ICU beds are all taken with COVID patients. So we don't want to have more patients being injured and having to fill all the ICU up. So let's hope that this challenge is gonna die down really quick.
0: No, it needs to stop people. Please. People are dying. The hospitals are full. Stop doing nonsense like that. (laughs) Meal crate challenge. No more, okay?
1: Hashtag no more.
0: (laughs) Hashtag no more meal crate challenge. All right. So from the last time we talked about this topic, the coming to America topic, a lot of our listeners our American listeners had so many questions, and I think that what we're gonna do moving forward is pick maybe one or two on each podcast to answer. For some of these questions, I think we would prefer to have the perspective of others. So we're gonna hold off on those questions until we can have our guest on the podcast. One of the first questions that was mentioned was, how do Africans get here? <laughs> and the short answer to that is, Africans come here through a student visa, By applying for a diversity lottery program, which is basically a random selection of people through where you apply and then you're randomly chosen um, through a refugee program, through a family based U.S. visa where a U.S. citizen or a legal resident can apply for their fiance or wife or immediate family member or an employment based visa just to name a few. Now, every other country out there in the world has their own programs, but I'm just talking specifically for the US cuz this is the country that we live in currently. So, other countries have their information. Now, I'm not an immigration attorney, so please if you like to know more information, visit, you know, USCIS.gov. All that information is up on that website. So, it's really uh it's really it's pretty straightforward how people come over here so and there are immigrant-based visas where you come through here to immigrate into the country and there are non-immigrant visas where you're coming here to visit just visit family just visit the country and so on so that's the lowdown on that
1: and like you say you know with each of the visa that you come in with they all have different experience you know some with the tourist visa can be just for a month you know the student visas depend on the country they give you. you know six months to one year so I you know everybody has a different experience with that. But the visiting visa is mostly tourists, right? Is it like business and personal visas too?
0: Yeah. I mean the visiting visa is under that the category of the either you're you touristic or you're coming in to work and they give you a permanent they give you a, a set of of finite time.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: all that information is on the website. There are like instructions of how to apply and the terms and conditions and all that. But it was very interesting because um, according to the Afrobarometer profile of, of an African migration study done in twenty nineteen, majority of African Africans want to immigrate within Africa itself, within the African region itself. Really? So I I I don't know why I used to think they wanted to just go to either like Europe and then North America or Abroad first. Well, I brought us in like outside the African continent first, mm-hmm. but according to that study, they wanted to um, emigrate within Africa. I mean, which makes sense because, you know, it's easier to go, it's probably quicker and easier for you to move outside your, your neighboring country than for you to travel overseas. But the reason why I feel like, I almost feel like it's difficult for Africans to. Emigrate within each country within the region just because of how difficult it is to get visas within each country, each each border, you know. So I, I'll be interested in getting more information on how how easy it is to get to travel within each country and or immigrate within each country in Africa.
1: And just to add to what you said too, because sometimes it also depends on whichever country you go to. Like sometimes people don't know the requirements, right? Because in some countries you can go without a visa. You can just get a stamp when you arrive in the country or some country you need to apply for visa. So sometimes people have the difficulties knowing where exactly it's easier for you to go. Like you said, there are many options where people can travel to and different countries. And that's
0: true, exactly, you're right. So a lot of the information about like what you need to do, what are the requirements, has been digitized for mm-hmm. country for you know countries like in the North American region, Europe and other countries outside the region. Yes, it's been digitized in, you know, in the in the continent as well, but I don't know how many people have access, you know, to that content within the continent itself. So that's uh that's very interesting. So Daniel if you had to move to another African country, oh well, let's just say another country besides you know where you are now, where would you go?
1: I would say South Africa, because initially when I applied and when I get done with when I got done with school, I was actually looking to move into South Africa too, because right. you know as someone who was into engineering and chemistry, into the science field, I found out that you know I had uh, my uncle was living over there too, so you know like. Going back to our topic of last week, you know, when you move to a new country, it's easier when you have someone already living in that country. So I tried to use that initiative. Like, if my uncle is living already in South Africa and they have good schools of engineering and you know chemistry over there, why not you know find a way to immigrate in that country? That way, I have someone to help me and I can continue in my science studies.
0: Yeah. So South Africa was really your only option because you just that was a, that was the only other. African country that you knew someone living in, correct?
1: Yes. And yeah, that they were so. actually succeeding in a good field of you know, engineering and stuff. But like you said, if there were other options, if I knew more about like Nigeria, Tanzania, Congo, the other countries, things that are going on. And surprisingly,
0: in there. Nigeria is the next door neighbor to Cameroon. So that would have yes. been an easy transition for you. Exactly.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Mireille?
0: Hmm. I don't there think I to ever thought from? about. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many. I don't think I actually thought about like one specific country but i just knew that i wanted to explore go to so many different countries and i never thought i would like leave to go out i, I always wanted to stay in cameroon mm-hmm. and then the opportunity just happened for me to you know to come here so it was just it just wasn't something where i was like oh i have to go like so it was
1: a quick decision
0: exactly okay. exactly in that in that sense but i i think one of my goals is to try to visit every single African country, you know, wow. really, yeah, I don't know how easy it's going to be because of the whole, you know, difficulty of accessing each border, but I'm hoping that immigration really makes it easier for the African people to explore and migrate and discover the entire continent.
1: Now, that also take you a lot of time if you have to do that.
0: I mean it it would but again that's why there's a lot there's a lot to discover within the continent there really is a lot like mm-hmm. people keep spending a lot of money traveling to Japan traveling to you know hey i'm going to the beach you know you we know, go the maldives like you could go to to find all that in in, in the continent it's it's there but that's it's true. just it's just the ease of access that's really hindering movement there and i'm yeah nowadays they yeah, are making it easier but it's just it's been difficult to say the least so i'm looking forward to to doing all that once hopefully covid gets better
1: which is exactly true because, like you said, there are a lot of um resorts and places that are not being explored. You know, the Cape Verde, Mozambique, a lot of places. Have some good resorts and island there. It's a good place to go and live and enjoy too. But it's not really as publicized, you know, like the big common ones like Saint Thomas, the Virgin Islands, and all of those.
0: Yeah, exactly. One of the other questions that we got that I wanted to, uh wanted us to go over today was: Are there fast foods in Africa? <laughs> <laughs> So the answer to that is yes, of course, but I would really hope that we can start rephrasing questions like this to are there fast foods in dot, dot, dot specific country? Because I'm pretty sure by now anybody listening to this podcast knows that, you know, Africa is a continent, not a you know, country. So it's very difficult to speak for the entire continent just because it's so diverse. And yes, while we can group certain countries together and group certain regions together, some questions is really hard to break it down like that. But just to answer that question, the fast food market is still in the early stages, but there is growing popularity in many countries, but I'm sure the countries like South Africa, Egypt, Nigeria's, the Kenya's, the Ghana's, you know, already have, you know, have a lot of fast food chains in there. And I'm looking at a list of fast food chains here. Danny, can you guess the most popular American fast food chain currently?
1: It has to be McDonald's. Wrong. Really? Try
0: again. Yep. Try hmm. again.
1: But I thought that McDonald's is very popular because even in, in not only in the U.S. in Europe and everywhere. Yeah, you have it's McDonald's. popular, but
0: it's not McDonald's. Try again. Think about that is interesting. What, think about this. What did what do black
1: people like? Chicken. You got it. So. Popeyes. What,
0: no, not Popeyes. Unfortunately, what what is what popular chicken fast Oh,
1: KFC. Yep. Yeah, Oh ding, ding, ding.
0: boy! Kurt as a KFCs is literally one of the most popular fast food chains in the continent, and uh, another fast food chain that is popular is Domino's as well. So chicken and pizza—that
1: is quite interesting. <laughs> but yeah, you know, definitely. Speaking of um, that, you know the fast food is kind of like different. The concept, like you said, you no know, based on the American fast food chains over here and the ones in you know in Africa, because we have, like you said, even. Take for example, Cameroon, we have fast foods, but most of the fast foods are like, you know, cooked meals, not, uh, you know, these, um, burgers and sandwiches, it's not as common as you, know, yeah, you see over here. Yeah, it's not year. as
0: common in Cameroon. I mean, I recently visited Cameroon and if, although we don't have this specific American fast food change, mm-hmm. there's been an increase in the concept of fast food type meals where they make them easier to eat, quick type meals. Um, I, am just, I remember one of the meals that my sister Hector ordered it online and got delivered. Can't remember what it's called. It's called Patty something Ugh, so yum, but that's the type of fast food. That's very popular. Now a lot of local businesses are making fast food type meals right now. And, um, yeah.
1: Speaking of that too, recently I saw Mike um, showed me that it's a pizza hut now in Cameroon too.
0: I mean i heard about it but i've not tried it I, i'm curious to see i'm not a huge pizza hut um fan i don't i don't know i don't really eat pizza hut like that but I, I thought that was very interesting it's probably probably a franchise as well but i'm curious to see if the ingredients are like the same or if it's made if it's changed to to cater to the um the local taste of people but that, but that's pretty, that's very interesting. I, I would have never have believed the day that, you know, we would have pizza, pizza in Cameroon. So the answer to the question is like, yes, there are fast food chains. There are fast food chains in Cameroon or, and in other African countries. Now, it may not be the fast foods that you, you would recognize in America, but again, America is not the only country in the world. So there are other fast food chains from other, um, countries. So yes, there are local fast food chains from the country itself, there are fast food chains from other countries abroad. Um, it's, it's a new concept, but they are there. But um, one thing I just want to say is that moving to a new country can be overwhelming enough. So immersing and adapting yourself into a new culture is really hard. So just take it slow. But know that eventually you have to branch out of out of your culinary comfort zone and begin to experience what your new culture has to offer. Okay. All right. So now I want to spotlight Tanzania. Unfortunately, this is not good news for Tanzania.
1: What happened in Tanzania?
0: So Tanzania's president, President Samia Suluhu Hassan, did you know, by the way, did you know she just became president literally like four months ago?
1: Oh, I must have been living under a rock. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yes, you must have been under a rock. So let me just explain really briefly. She took over from former president Magufulu, yes. who died mm-hmm. from a heart who died from heart complications. Long story short, he basically denied the existence of COVID and he was advocating for a herbal herbal remedy approach mm-hmm. and lots of speculations were saying that he died from covid but that's not the reason why we're talking about Tanzania today so his successor who is the first female president of the country mm-hmm. she said in a statement last sunday let me rephrase it so she was so she was talking to um female footballers in a statement last sunday she said and i quote To those athletes who are flat-chested, one can easily think that they are men. It is unfortunate that there is no hope of marriage life for some of these athletes. Marriage is like a dream for them. If one of you was to pick one of the athletes and take her home as a wife to meet your parents, I am sure your mother would be surprised and confused as to whether it's a woman or a man. <laughs> i'm okay. sorry hold, on hold, Wait, on, hold, hold on, on hold on it's so hard for me i'm literally it's hard, I, I know i'm laughing but it's really hard for me to read this whole quote because i i'm, I'm so it this sparked so much outrage on social media but danielle please give me your, i'm just give trying me your, to understand your, your this after you read it this. to
1: me yes so go ahead the first thing you said is that she's like if i'm not mistaken the first female president yep and then she's talking about the women, which in um, Africa, in, in soccer, which she mentioned football, is not really as supported as ever. So you would think that she would try to support them, but she says this statement about the exactly. women, soccer players.
0: Exactly. Oh, wow.
1: This is really, really astounding.
0: Exactly. So I I don't know. That's like, why I'm just like, I was trying to understand, like, okay, like, did anybody ask her, first of all? Like, did anybody ask her opinion on, like, Oh, you know, were the women complaining that they were trying to look for husbands or were they, you know, was there an issue brought up where they were having trouble, you know, moving on after? They retired in their football careers. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not understanding the statement in the first place. Now, there was a lot of outrage on social media about her statement, and I was curious to see if she actually made a comment or a statement, or anybody in her office made a follow up statement, but there was no response. Really? So, <laughs> no, there was no response from anybody in her office. And um, I was, and it looks like some of the players from the team. What's their team name? The Twiga Twiga Stars? Tanzania,
1: Um, unfortunately, are not very famous in the soccer field in Africa because their team are never really good, both the men and women's side. So it's not really that popular.
0: um, Yeah, so it looks like there was a comment from one of their senior players and um this is okay i'm looking up a a cnn article said the president's statement gave us the players a lot of strength and encouragement which made us to work very hard in sports we have not seen anything with that statement (laughs) so okay that's very like generic slash kiss assy like no Mm -hmm. no offense i think she's just trying to like cover her ass and her team's ass so there's no way that she did not see anything wrong with the remark that she said. Granted, like, even if the president felt that way about the women's chest being flat-chested, like, I mean, as Danielle, as a man, I'm sure all men have their preferences, right? Like, some men like flat-chest, some men don't, you know. Some men like full physics, some men don't and as an athlete maybe you get more you have more muscles you're not as feminine as the other women and that's a matter of preference so why is she imposing her her preference as a matter of public opinion
1: no, no yes exactly like what you said makes sense because whenever you know you think about you know men when they date women and stuff you know some people date athletes and very some athletes are very fit so they don't have you know that not really flat-chested but like you said they're very fit muscular and all of those things but everybody has their preference now, one reason why I think that the head of the team did not give a rebuttal is that, you know, in Africa, um, especially on the women's side, there's not a lot of financials involved in supporting mm-hmm. the team. So maybe the president as a as a whole, she has a lot of power in there. So they're trying not to go against the power because if not, they don't have support for the team, they don't get money for their equipment, That's for true. all those things. So which is kind of sad, but that is why she has to defend the team. That way they can still get support and keep playing.
0: Now granted, I'm sure there are many players on the team, maybe if they are aspiration, because to me, the entire statement just seems as if the entire goal for a woman in her life is to get married. So she's basically <laughs> saying that the women who are seen as flat-chested, by the time they stay in sports, they have no hope of marriage because they look they look like men. <laughs> so it, it's already really problematic in the first place. Yes. So I don't even want to. There's there's just too many things wrong with that statement. So we don't want to go into all that. There's just so many things that so wrong with that statement. But uh, and sometimes
1: but I, too, just to conclude this statement, sometimes too. They feel like, um, those people who are flat tested, they say that, no, you were all guys because there have been issues in the past where they found some men who have tried to play in the women's team because they couldn't make it in the male's team. So are that's you kidding why, me? Yes. There have been some issues with that in the past <laughs> with some, and in like
0: in, the, in the African, um, yes.
1: Um, actually, I think teams. two years ago, Equatorial Guinea, there was a man who was found playing in the women's team. How, so, yeah. what he
0: found? How did they found? How did they so find? How did they So they do a
1: lot of tests, you know, the, the DNA tests and all those things test for your blood and drugs and all those things. So when they did those tests, they found out that he had like, you know, the hormones and everything because he didn't go and change in the locker room with the women and also they were wondering oh. why is this player always separate from his team. So when they found out that, then it became a big issue. But I think recently it's been more control where they check everything to make sure that that same scenario doesn't happen again.
0: That's interesting that that checking hormones and all that for testing. Gender. Yeah, because if
1: you read a lot of the you know, African news, there's always issues where, whenever the women's team play and if a losing team, um, fight a complaint, most of the complaint will be like, they're like, Hey, these women's were stronger than our team. So can you go do a check on this team That's to find so out if there's any That yes. is so wrong. Yes. Every time oh I God. see, every time I see any complaint on any, um, soccer team, it's always about that for the women's soccer
0: yeah anyway i'm curious to hear what you guys think about this uh statement from the president the female president let us know on you're on our social media on uh, twitter or instagram at afro people hour i'm gonna leave a poll and let us know
1: all right my people it's time for sports updates with Boss. Mm-hmm. All right, Mireille, last week I gave you Soccer 101. So can we continue that this week?
0: Let's just go. What's going (laughs) on in sports?
1: So let me try to talk about something that relates with COVID. Recently, um, you know, next week is the international break. Do you know what that means? So every player has a club where they play their soccer most of the time. Like your work schedule, where you go to work every day. Now, sometimes there are international games where you play for your national country. So you have to leave your club and come to your national country. That's what the international break is. So next week, the international break starts. Now, you know, with COVID, there are some high-risk countries, right? Like I think right now the US is one of them, some areas of North America, South America, so they are high-risk countries that if you go there, they want to test you and do more tests and they'll be worried that you might bring COVID back to your club. Their team. Mm-hmm. Yes. So most teams in England right now. And I think also in the Spanish league, they're trying to refuse the leagues, the countries to get their players. So if you have a star player playing in a club and you are the country are trying to ask the, con- the club to give me the player, the club is saying that you let are in a high Let me not
0: hear that they're stopping African players from going back to their country to play because they're scared of COVID from Africa. Because let me tell you, there, there's, there's, more, there's more COVID... There's more COVID scareness in Europe and, and, in, and in America than over there in, in the continent. So, so please tell, tell me which club is refusing their players from going back. Tell me. I'm
1: glad you mentioned that because like you said, most of the countries like US and Europe and countries in Europe, they track the COVID cases, but yeah. the clubs are using the excuse that in Africa, they don't have a real, irre- a reliable statistics to know mm. if there's a high number of cases there or not. So they're just telling their players, please don't go. Let me pull up the
0: research. Hold (laughs) up. I know this. I know we are tracking. Yeah, but you know what? They're right, though. There is no, like, reliable tracking
1: Yeah, because just for example, like, I think two of the players in Liverpool, you know, Sergio Mane and Mohamed Salah. One play for Senegal, one plays for Egypt. So the, the club is like, please don't go. If you go, no problem. But since we're not sure of the statistics, we'll rather prefer you not to go and play for your national teams. So this is a big debate because even here in but the U.S. But why can they
0: not just test them when they come back? Why can they not just test them? So because or you know sometimes why can they not just take the tell them to take the vaccine and test them, make sure that they are not positive before they come back into their team? Like why is that? Why is it complicated?
1: You know, with the vaccines, everybody has their own preference. You know, some people don't want to take it, some people want to take it. So
0: yeah, that's and a that's big fair issue. enough. So and that's fair. But then why don't you just test the players? It's the same thing with traveling. There is no mandate against, like, you have to have the vaccine to travel, right? Because mm-hmm. when you travel, nobody asks nobody ask you for a damn vaccine passport. I traveled a month ago. Nobody cared about my vaccine passport. Nobody. All they wanted to see was,
1: Are you negative? was
0: your COVID test positive or negative in the last 48 hours. So why can they just not do that?
1: No, yes, you're actually right, because that's what they'll actually have to do, do a lot of testing. But you know, sometimes when you get a test, it might take you a couple of days before you actually become positive. So they're worried mm-hmm. about that too. But that's something that they will see, because so far right now, all national teams are still hoping that they get all their players next weekend. But then transitioning from the international break, we are going now to, you know, Champions League draw. Now, you remember last week when we were discussing, you remember what Champions League is?
0: Yes, where all the clubs play matches together.
1: We're not all the clubs, the top clubs, right? Yeah, the top clubs. Because if all the clubs play, then that would be a very long Champions League. So the draw happened for the Champions League a couple of days ago. And from the draw, we have a very important teams that are playing each other. Now, you'll know with the transfer saga, which I'll discuss later, a lot of big players like Messi and Ronaldo are all on the move. So with this draw, we find out that there are going to be some big games, especially among the African players. In terms of the Cameroon national team, right, do you know the name of any African players who play there right now? No, no, Nope. which is really important, which makes sense because compared to the past, the African players were playing more in bigger clubs, a lot of mm-hmm. the clubs, but now we have fewer African players in the bigger club, except in the Premier League. When you go to Liverpool, you go to, um, you know, Chelsea and on all of those big teams, you have some players for Senegal, they have a lot of big players in their teams. Cameroon, Nigeria, you know, the other countries, South Africa is a little bit less now, unfortunately, but just focusing on the big players from Liverpool, they're going to be playing in a big group. They're playing with, you no know, Senegal players, you no know, Sergio Mane, um, Egypt player, Mola They're going to play in Liverpool against Atletico Madrid, Porto, AC Milan. Now going to the one African player that he plays in a big team, but unfortunately he plays behind the best striker. So he hardly ever plays. Bayern Munich, which league is Bayern Munich in? Mirror.
0: He plays in the best league.
1: No, he plays in the in one of the best teams. and this team plays in a top league, Bayern Munich. So remember last week, I gave you the four big leagues, and you named them for me very uh, well. Let
0: me guess. He plays in Barcelona.
1: The team is called Bayern Munich or Bayern München.
0: Oh, um, Germany, um. Germany.
1: Germany, exactly. So that's yeah. the Bundesliga. Ah,
0: oh, Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah. So
1: during the week, he played a cup game and scored like four goals. Okay. But since he's playing behind the top striker, he couldn't play this weekend. And the top striker called Lewandowski from Poland came and scored three goals. Now, Ooh. between the three goals and four goals, who will you play first? Four goals, right? Exactly. More goals. But unfortunately, just because of your name, right? He's a Cameroonian yeah, player. They've... Eric Mazim shoupo because of his yeah, name. Exactly, yeah. He's not as popular as Lewandowski. So he will not be playing a lot of the games, which is unfortunate. But he scores a lot of goals when he plays.
0: Interesting.
1: But so yeah, just to give you a quick recap on the Champions League draw, for those interested, Chelsea will play Juventus, which will be a big game. Bayern Munich will play Barcelona. Inter will play Real Madrid. Ajax will play Borussia Dortmund. Man City will play PSG and some people call this group, the group of dead, where you have Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Porto and AC Milan. Now going back to the topic I was talking about, about the big names in soccer or football, Mire, who are the two big stars?
0: Well, Messi and Ronaldo.
1: Messi and Ronaldo. Now, which is very crazy because in the past few days, last week I was crying and mourning the leaving of Messi from Barcelona. I thought that was already the biggest transfer news I'm going to hear. Ronaldo What else happened? has also left his club. What? Yes. Yeah, so he was playing in Juventus, which is in the Italian league, the Serie.
0: Oh, Serie. I remember Serie from the last time. Yes.
1: Yep. So, but now he is going to be going to the English Premier League. Yes. Really? Yes. Yeah, so when he started as a young player, he was playing for um, Manchester United. So that's where he grew up and learned how to play a lot of his best games in Manchester United. Then he moved on to bigger clubs, but now he didn't want to play anymore with Juventus, so he's going back to Manchester United. So it's really crazy that the two biggest names in soccer have all moved within a couple of days of each other. So
0: and they move because of because of money or say like same thing like um like Messi.
1: No, this was a little bit different. With Messi's situation, the club did not have money to afford him. With Ronaldo's situation, he didn't want to be with the club anymore. Mm. But some people, as you know, soccer fans are very crazy out there in the world. Some people are saying it's because Messi moved that Ronaldo wants to move also because he felt like he was not in the news too. Because Messi, Mm. Messi was taking (laughs) all of the news. So soccer fans are like, oh, Messi has moved. So Ronaldo wants to move to that way. He can also be thought of like, Hey, I'm here guys. But yeah, that was funny.
0: Interesting.
1: So that was the big things that happened recently in the world of soccer. Now I was discussing with my dad a couple of days ago, and there's also a tournament happening right now, the Afro basket. I know basketball is not as popular as soccer or football in Africa, but it's a really growing sport right now because the NBA is trying to supply some money to the basketball world in Africa. Because right now in the NBA, we actually have a lot of big stars from Africa. Two that I know are from Cameroon. Joel, really? I yes. didn't know that. Yes, Joel Embiid. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. And another guy mm. called Pascal Siakam. He plays for Toronto. So it's really crazy how players from Cameroon are making into the NBA. And there are some other players in different teams that are from Africa. So it's really growing right now.
0: So he plays both in the NBA as well as the Afro basket.
1: No, he did not play in the Afro basket because the NBA season is about to start. So he was trying to rest, which actually affected Cameroon a lot. Because guess what? No.
0: We lost all our games. No. (laughs) Yes. That's unfortunate.
1: Yes, it was really bad because right now in our group, we are in a group with Senegal, South Sudan, and Uganda, and we are dead last.
0: But is there only like one star player, like it telling me, like, so it's just like people that play in the group with like, you know, LeBron James where if he's not, if he's not playing the game, the, the group just sucks.
1: Well, actually in Afro basket or in NBA or in basketball in general, if you have a good team with medium players, not even one star players, you can play very well. So I'm guessing that these other teams here in Africa have been playing for a much longer time together. And Mm -hmm. with this Cameroon team, sometimes if the stars come in there, exactly, it's kind of hard to really have good games. So they've lost all their games. So, which means that they're definitely out of the tournament. But let's give a big up to Senegal who have been doing good in everything because not only are they good in soccer, they are good in the basketball too right now. They're at the top of their group. Nice. And just to conclude with one more thing, have you ever heard of beach soccer?
0: Yeah. Like, it's not like uh, beach volleyball.
1: Yes. But like you said, it's not something that people really talk about because most of the time is dominated by a country who is known for their, because beach soccer is kind of like a fun sport. So when you think of salsa, rumba, all those things, what country do you think of
0: like salsa, rumba, In Latin, maybe like America. Spain, oh, Latin America, um, you think of like either like Mexico or like Argentina or yeah, and Brazil, yeah, Brazil. Yeah, So
1: Brazil are the king of the beach soccer, but surprisingly Senegal is going to the next round after beating Brazil. What? So Senegal is the first African side ever to advance to the semi-finals of FIFA beach soccer. Yeah, so let's give a very big hands up to Senegal for this. Nice job. And that's the update for this week. Looking up next week, Since, like I said before, we're going to have the international breaks. So there'll be some games that will be interested for those who want to look at them. For example, we have Senegal playing Togo on Wednesday, September 1st. We're going to also have Mali-Rwanda on that same day. The next day, we're going to have a couple of the European games and the South America games. Brazil is always in action. So that'll always be interesting. My people of Cameroon, we are playing on Friday against Malawi. And that's what I'm looking forward for next week.
0: That's good, thanks for the the breakdown on that. Um, looks like we have a lot of games lined up for this coming up weekend and up into the weekend, all right? So, yeah, so what are you doing for Labor Day weekend?
1: I'll be going to Atlanta to visit some family.
0: Oh, nice. Well, um, but I'm family, why aren't you coming to visit me?
1: (laughs) No, I'll be coming to see you in October, you know, we always think about that,
0: (laughs) Mm, whatever. So for all of you guys listening, I know there's going to be a lot of shopping happening because there are sales and there are discounts and lots of promotions happening. You want to know how to save lots of money this coming weekend? Give it to me. You want to know how to save a hundred percent?
1: Hundred percent? Yep. Yes, I would like to know how to do that.
0: Okay. Here's the, here's the, here's how. Don't buy it.
1: Really Mimi? Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I was like waiting just- <laughs> for I was waiting for a good answer.
0: <laughs> well I mean that's the answer. Just don't buy it. Which we is give 100%. true. You're right. 100% discount. You're right. <laughs> just don't buy it. You're right. <laughs> Alright well thank you so much for joining us this week. And as you know the boss insists on leaving us with a proverb. With an African proverb. So what do you have for us this week Danny?
1: Seul so le sage peut danser la mélodie de la vie.
0: Okay, can we translate that into English?
1: Of course. Only the wise can dance the melody of life. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on our social media at Afro People Hour on Twitter and Instagram. We are also available on all major streaming platforms: Apple, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Have a safe Labor Day weekend. Until next time. Au oh,